Hello everyone, this is a podcast about nature, so if you're not interested in worms or you think that you're a bit scared of them, then do not listen to this episode because today we are talking about, I think you've already guessed, but we're talking about worms. Worms and worm-like creatures. The term worm refers to a mind-boggling array of creatures with long, simple bodies, many of which tunnel through the ground, feeding upon nutrients gathered from mouthfuls of soil, of sand and mud. However, not all worms and worm-like creatures occupy their habitats in this way. Some, including the bobbit worm, are predators. Others, such as the medicinal leech, are parasites. First off, we're going to talk about the giant Gippsland earthworm. Megacolitis australis is its scientific name. The giant Gippsland earthworm regularly reaches almost three meters in length, making it one of the longest earthworms in the world. It is also one of the longest lived of all worms, with some individuals reaching an age of five years or more, which is a long time for a worm. Few people ever get to see the giant Gippsland earthworm in real life because it hides in the soil and mud. To find this earthworm, scientists have to listen out for the characteristic slurping noises that wet mud makes as the worm squeezes its long body through a network of tunnels. Its size, like I've already said, is up to three meters long. Its diet is roots and tiny particles of food in soil and it is found in clay soils along the stream banks of Victoria, Australia. Next, we're going to talk about the medicinal leech, Hirodo medicinalis. Compared to other leeches, the medicinal leech has impressive jaws. It has a hundred teeth arranged onto three blades, which it can which can be stabbed into larger animals so that the leech can drink its meal. Special chemicals in its saliva make the bite painless so bigger animals rarely know the leech is there. This leech species is so named because it was once regularly used in medicine. Doctors would attach leeches to patients to help them recover from illness. Today, the practice continues in some parts of the world. Its size is up to 20 centimeters long, and as you may have already guessed, its diet is blood, including from animals such as humans. It's found in isolated fresh waters across Europe and Asia, and I would not like to get bitten by them because you either have to scrape because you either have to scrape them off with a knife blade, which no one will probably do because they're too scared because they might cut themselves. And the other scary part is you can just leave them there and hope that they fall off when they've had enough food. Next, we're going to talk about the bobbit worm. Eunice Aphroditoys is its scientific name and it lives underwater, which is strange, and you think it's a worm, but 
Actually, I'm not entirely sure it is. The Bobbit worm forms its trapdoor-like jaws and waits patiently in its burrow. If a fish should swim nearby and accidentally brush onto its one its five antennae, the bobbit worm switches on its kill response. In the blink of an eye, it lunges through the water and snaps its jaws shut. These worms sometimes get into aquariums as accidental stowaways. In 2009, staff from one UK aquarium had to empty a tank in which a bobbit worm, nicknamed Barry, was growing because of its insatiable appetite for aquarium fish. You wouldn't want all the fish in your aquarium to be eaten, would you? And it, like the giant Gippsland earthworm, can grow up to three meters long. It eats fish and other marine creatures, and it is found in warmer waters featuring gravels, mud, and corals. Now, this name might sound weird, but it is a worm-like creature, and it is called Senior Abditus elegans. Its scientific name is also Senior Abditus elegans because it doesn't even have a normal name, so everyone just calls it Senior Abditus elegans. Anyways, millions upon millions of Senior Abditus elegans live on soil and rotting compost heaps, yet most people have never seen or heard of this tiny round worm. Scientists, however, know it very, very well. Because it's easy to study with a microscope and can be bred in great numbers, Senior Abditus elegans has helped scientists learn more about how animals work. By studying this worm, scientists are discovering why animals sleep, how and why animals age, and how DNA, the building blocks of all life forms, build animals' bodies. Its size is, it's very small, its size is one millimeter long. It eats bacteria because everything else is too big for it to eat. And it's found in nutrient-rich soils all over the world. So if you have a microscope and your garden has nutrient-rich soils, then you should probably go out and try to find one. Next, we are going to read about worm-like creatures. They're not worms. So, worms can move around in a variety of ways. Some, such as the acorn worms, use their armored head like a battering ram to force themselves through sand and mud. Other Others, like the flatworm, move using hundreds of tiny hairs that beat rhythmically, allowing them to skate on slime. And there are even worms that walk, the majestic and very ancient velvet worms. The pink velvet worm, Ospithopatus roseus, is its scientific name. The pink velvet worm is right on the edge of extinction. Its remaining habitat is a single forest in South Africa, and it is rarely seen because it hides in logs underneath and underneath rotten leaves. Like all velvet worms, the pink velvet worm walks upon numerous rows of stilts, which are flexed by water pressure, almost as if it was walking on water balloons. 
The pink velvet worm hunts for invertebrates, which it catches by spraying a sticky glue-like substance that stops prey from running away. Its size is up to four millimeters long, very, very, very small. It's found in Weezer Forest in South Africa. Its diet is invertebrates, including termites and wood lice. Next is the arrow worm, Parasagita setosa. Each and every morning, the arrow worm swims down into the deep sea where it hunts for microscopic prey that it pins down with eight or nine curved hooks near its mouth. It swims with the aid of fins, which make it look a bit like a tiny fish. In a single day of hunting, Parasagita setosa can eat almost its entire weight in tiny creatures. When the sun sets, it quietly floats back near to the surface of, to avoid the attentions of predatory jellyfish. Its size is up to 14 millimeters. It's found in oceans throughout the Northern Hemisphere and its diet is planktonic creatures, including copepods and tiny sea squirts. Persian carpet flatworms, Pseudobiscerus bedfordi. This attractive flatworm swims through the ocean by undulating the sides of its body like a throw, uh, flowing ribbon. Not all flatworms can move in this way. Many flatworms glide over rock or mud using rows of tiny beating hairs greased up with by a layer of slime. As with many flatworms, each individual Persian carpet flatworm is both male and female. Individuals meet regularly near the sea floor where their energetic tussles lead to egg laying in the days and weeks that follow. Its size is bigger than all the other worms we've read, almost all the other worms we've read that might not actually be worms, but anyway. It is eight to 10 centimeters long. It's diet is sea squirts and small crustaceans. It's found in coral reefs throughout Southeast Asia and Australasia. Next is the acorn worm that I feel sorry for because it has to use its head like a battering ram, which will probably hurt if it were you. It's scientific name is Tychodura flabba. This species was one of the first so-called acorn worms discovered by scientists. It swallows mouthfuls of sand and pulls out the particles of nutrients from sand as the sand passes through its gut. Undigested materials come out of its bottom as a big poop called a cat. Like all acorn worms, this one has a big rubbery protrusion coming out of its head. Oh, guess it doesn't hurt as much then. Anyways, in Tychodura flava, this acts like a muscular shield, allowing it to pass easily through sand and mud. 
Its size is up to eight centimeters long. Its diet is particles of nutrients and sand, and it is found in tropical waters, including near Australia, the Galapagos Islands, and Hawaii. In the next episode, we will read about sea jellies like anemones and jellyfish. Bye-bye.